0: Welcome to Splinters, courtesy of The Bench, your Friday night sports fix.
1: Available online and replayed on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, here's your host, the Italian stallion, Dom Rizzuto. Uh,
0: Good evening. And welcome to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming live on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, Google Play, Spotify, and tune it in and wherever you get it from. As always, a big thank you. We do it for our friends, Magpies, White, Tyra, and the new action attraction of the North Shore. My name is Dom Rizzuto, as famously known by the boys, the spicy chorizo these days. And once again, it is my favourite time of year, ladies and gentlemen. The winter is coming in. The good sports are coming back in my beloved view. And tonight we're talking all things football. And we're moving away from the, the glamour of the Premier League and the Champions League and the A-League tonight. We're coming right back to the heart of football in New South Wales in particular. And we're going to be talking about the NPL for both the men's and the women's for twenty twenty. It's a pleasure to go through them once again. We've been doing this for a couple of years now, and I'm very excited once again to take you through what is going to be another highly anticipated season for the MPL. Of course, I couldn't do this without some elusive and, uh, sorry, elusive is the wrong word, some incredible talent and uh, special guests. Uh, Once again, I'll first introduce the the Godfather himself, as he likes to uh, name himself, Uh, a partner in crime who I've done these uh, podcasts with for a few years now. He is, of course, Anthony the Ball Caruso. Good evening, Dom. Good evening, everyone, and... What
1: a, what a pleasure it is to uh, to talk about really what is the premier second tier football competition in Australia, Dom. Let's let's forget what they say in Victoria. Honestly, we all know the real power of second tier football is NPL, New South Wales for the men and the women's.
0: Oh, without without a doubt. I mean, you know, we'll take off uh, we'll take off our glasses, you know, our, <laughs> our rose coloured glasses, but uh, and I still think no, no, we'll, uh, blue. we'll be uh, calling glasses. the. Uh, of Luke McCullough's glasses exactly right, and we'll still be uh, uh, calling NPL the greatest, uh, well, the second greatest competition in the uh, Australian landscape when it comes to football. But Gruzo we've, we've we've amped it up a little bit this year. Um, we've got a very special guest joining us today uh, to keep us to probably in check for once, which is a, a real passion. I'll get, let you do the good honours of introducing our. our First member to the team here at Splinters.
1: Uh, my, it will be my absolute pleasure. She's uh, started joining us originally for cricket, but what many people don't know is that she uh, used to be a regular in the Northern Suburbs Football Association First Division. Um, I'm proud to say, Dom, she is a member of the Keepers Union, a very illustrious um, <laughs> union indeed. Uh, and she will be one of our experts when it comes to the women's NPL. Of course, I am talking about Georgia Lomas-Futeran, who joins us tonight. Georgia, good evening to you.
2: Good evening, lads. But thanks for having me.
1: <clears throat> now it is, as we said before, uh, Georgia. Of course, very illustrious group, the Keepers Union. We have to well, keep I mean, the you're in it, on it. So how deal. the hell is it illustrious?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: you see what we're content with here, Georgia.
2: Hey, look, we're, we're a special group. We put our body on the lines to make everybody else look good. So, I mean, come oh, on. Look, give us some credit here.
0: I, I've actually uh, I joined the Keepers Union last year, and I was quick to leave it this year when I got the opportunity. But uh, I am of all respect <laughs> for Keepers. Uh, I just don't know if I have so much respect for Caruso. But moving on right away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight, we, of course, we mentioned, we're talking all things MPL on the show. We'll be doing both the men's and the women's. Um, a little bit of um, an introduction into sort of what's going around the football world, any kind of interesting little developments that are happening uh, ahead of the season. That, um, of course, we will like to go through. We've got all the transfers to go through from the season, uh, as is usually the case in the MPL. It's quite quite a, an exciting uh, thing to go through, due to the uh, you know the 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 simplicity of people moving it's not a matter of uh, money so much it's a matter of people moving to different areas and finding different spots that are closer to various teams so there'll be plenty to talk about as we go through the show so without further ado let us get cracking and Chris, how do we want to do this we want who do we want to go with first we'll go with the men's first or women's first how well, are was- we feeling guys what do we want to do first I think we'll we'll start with the uh, we'll start with the women's,
1: um, mainly because there's going to be some interesting developments that are going to be coming out of that competition in particular, and one of them is going to be coming up straight away with uh, one of your favourite clubs as well. One of my favourite clubs. Oh, it is absolutely so. Let's we'll go into it. And first off, Georgia, just just to talk about as we lead into it, um, the team that's been relegated, unfortunately, from uh, NPL New South Wales One, Georgia, was the uh, the North Shore Mariners, who it had to be said had a torrid season last year.
2: Mm, they did. You didn't see much of them, to be completely honest. Um, and when you did see the scores, they they weren't fantastic. So, I mean.
1: It's a it's a sorry sign for them, and it's an interesting it's interesting to see as well that a, a lot of their focus has really gone to their men's side, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But um, the scene down at Northbridge Oval not not great, and it could well be that uh, North Shore Mariners might be having a change of tack. Of course, this is one of the clubs that represents your association. Um, correct me if I'm wrong.
2: Mm, yeah, uh, we we have a couple up in up in our way, but. Yeah, to see them go, I mean, it looks like we're heavily reliant on the Northern Tigers now just solely for our results. So it's going to be an interesting season.
1: And of course, uh, Dom, we, uh, the coach of the North Shore Mariners uh, women's, a John, by the name of the, the former Socceroo and ex-Brookvale FC player, Grant Lee, um, he is uh, taking on the head coaching job now at the North Shore Mariners.
0: Yeah, look, it's uh, you know, it's it, it's a tough competition the, the women's team and, it, and it, women's because the women's competition and and it's it been that like that for like that for a number of years. It, it's not quite like the men's where it's there's a, there's a good sort of healthy competition f- right through pretty much from first through the last. It, we've seen in the last few years there's been a particular pattern with teams uh, you know coming in and then and then dropping out quite quickly, not really being able to keep up with the standard of the site sort of pace setters that come through each uh, through each year year but it, it's one of those things where you know it, it's just it's just a matter of keeping that pla- that squad together for as long as you can just sort just to build that momentum and that's and that continuity and that consistency I think that's one of the most difficult things with and especially up in women's sport with you know a lot of players playing different sports throughout the year that it's hard to it's hard to keep it's hard to keep that team and that that chemistry on the pitch you know week in and week out and year in year out which results so, and a lot in these, you know, teams in areas where there are a lot of teams around, that, like places in in North Shore, um, it's hard to keep them. It's hard to keep those teams together, and it's it's proven here in this situation. Well, let's go.
1: Um, we'll go talk about the team that I was referring to earlier before for Dom, and it's a team that's been promoted from NPL New South Wales two into NPL New South Wales one. It
0: is Apia Leichhardt. Yes, up the Apia by. Uh, Spiritual football team, well, f- f- come through my dad. He grew up, obviously, uh, around the, the Leichhardt area of the inner west of Sydney. And, uh, you know, we, I'm always I'm always on the bandwagon when they're doing well in the men's. And now I get the opportunity to jump on the bandwagon when they're doing well in the women's as well. Well, <laughs> let's we'll get straight
1: into it. Of course, they are the first team alphabetically. And yes. Georgia, going through the, uh, the lineup of transfers, coming into that team, i tell you what, Apia are serious about wanting to win NPL New South Wales
2: 1. They are. I mean, if you just look at their lineup, they're full of representative players. But then you also kind of think, if they have representative players, is that going to affect maybe how they perform? Are they going to rely too much on them throughout the season?
1: Well, let's let's we'll go through them right now. And there are no players out at this stage, but the players they've got coming in. The biggest names will go through from the W League in particular. Dom, um, mm-hmm. Jen Bissett, who's come across from Canberra United. Julia DeAngelis from Canberra United. Alex Hun from the Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, Ella Mastron Antonio from the Western Sydney Wanderers. But there is the big one.
0: Yeah, glide. huge, uh, huge signing, uh, for, you know, A-League quality. Princess Sabini, um, who has been, you know, right on the top of her game for, for a number of years now. She's probably been knocking down the door at a Socceroos call, excuse me, a Matilda's uh, call-up for quite some time now. Hasn't really been able to cement a spot consistently, especially out on that right-hand side, which is usually dominated by the likes of Caitlin Ford or Samco or before that, um you know, it probably deserves a bit of a crack but she comes into this and uh, into this Arpia side really as the star attraction there's going to be a lot of pressure on her to perform well and really set the pace for a lot of these teams and that's what it can sort of do and it's a really good sign for for Arpia that they're bringing in players of her quality because it it raises the standard of uh, of play uh, you know players when you're in that professional setting will will aim to reach that level so she's She's really got to set the bar high um, coming into this season right from the start if they're going to want to get any early traction um, moving forward in what is, you know, it's a very long and competitive season.
1: And Georgia, I I think they've they've actually managed to retain their two central defenders as well. This is going to be a very stiff defense.
2: It's it's going to be tough to beat. I mean, defense is always it's the last line of defense before the goalkeeper. So if you have a solid defense, you're not looking at, you know, many goals going through. It may not be a high scoring game. But I mean, if the girls can all, you know, come together, bounce off each other and, um, you know, really get some encouragement going and, and a good atmosphere, I think they'll have a really good season.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm tipping um, – Dom, at this stage, I'm tipping Arpia yeah, makes the top five with this that's lineup. A big,
0: that's a big call. It, it, it's a strong lineup, obviously, and they've brought a lot of quality in. My major concern is having them having an instant impact together. I spoke about it previously uh, just before with keeping that team on the park for – uh, not just week in week out, but for, you know year on year. Um, these guys are coming in. It's, it's, there's some wholesale changes. I'll be interested to see how long it takes before they start firing on all cylinders. So I have them just missing the five. But with the quality that we've seen here um, in the lineup already, I don't, I don't see them. And they shouldn't be expecting to be relegated and going straight back down into the MPL two.
1: Georgia, your tip.
2: I mean, I think they could very well have a very good season here. I mean, I'm thinking top five as well there. Because, I mean, as I said, if they all come together and play well as a unit, they could be a fierce squad to to come up up against.
1: Oh, there you are. So, two people saying Dom at this stage the top five for Arpia.
0: Well, look, I'm not going to... But I'm not going to hate on those comments, obviously. I'm going to appreciate it. But, you know, always the pessimist, as you know, some like to say. Um, I like to uh, – well, not pessimist, but realist, um, just yeah. to keep them in, in, in check. But let's move on to the next team. Let's motor right along. Um, and then we're talking about sides that, that have been struggling in recent times that have done really well to keep themselves within the competition. Um, regardless of that, it is the Blacktown City Lions – Bankstown City Lions, sorry
2: –
1: yeah, so the the two big pieces of news from this one is the transfers out. So, and um, two big ones here, Georgia as well. The Fowler sisters who have both gone down to Melbourne City.
2: Yeah, I mean, how how is that going to affect them overall? Quite frankly, because those the two sisters, they're 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 a force to be reckoned with, quite frankly. So, I mean. We'll, we'll have to just see how they go but I mean they have no transfers in which is a little bit of a worry so they haven't really got anybody to replace them
1: and Dom this is this is the thing Blacktown uh, bankstown City Lions finished uh, had a good year last year uh, but it was all out attack for them and that's what kept them in the middle of the table they've lost their two um They lost their two stars who really dominated the midfield. You've got to remember, Mary and and Chiara Fowler, both, um, if not or having already played, were certainly part of the young Matilda squad, and it really leaves their striker, Vesna Milojevic, um, on her own. I, I struggle to see how they're going to score goals this year.
0: Yeah, the, I mean the, the the Fowler sisters obviously had a great season last year, and, and rightly have you know taken the opportunity to go play in the W League down in down at Melbourne City. Um, you know, a, a, a great a great club at the moment on the rise. You know, obviously huge financial backing from the City Group. Um, who are in a little bit of trouble. But uh, we will <laughs> we'll talk about that in later editions on the bench on Friday, I'm sure. Um, yeah, look, it's, 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 it's going to be a really tough one for the Bankstown City uh, side this year. Um, you know, you're relying on one person, especially when you're especially when relying on one person up front. It, they, it's easy to mark them out. It's for defenders to mark them out of the game. And it will force her to come deep ask for the ball try and create that that space for them so she's going to be asked to do even more work than, than ever before up front and it's going to prove tiring for them and especially if they lose out an injury or anything like that they're going to be real real trouble
1: yeah I. so my prediction for them at the moment is that they're going to be part of the scrap to avoid relegation
0: yeah look I'd have to agree Georgia
2: I agree as well I mean with with two key players out it, it looks like it might be a bit of a tough season next one Dom
0: <laughs> yeah moving right along um, next one we come down to uh, somewhat uh, not really cross city rivals but uh, they're, they're similar in name it is the Blacktown spartans quite on all fronts in the in the transfer window this year so there won't be much really to speak about them there just sort of again really where they're where they're going to be relying on what went you know sort of well for them last year well they did they did quite well last
1: year um they, they uh they scraped into the finals uh off the back of ashley crofts and alex roberts but uh, it's Georgia. It's the it's the re-signing of the ex-Polish international Linda Dudek, who's really started to make Australia her second home.
2: Yeah, I mean, if if Linda can continue to perform, they and um, Ashley and Alex can join in and, and get in on the action. I mean, Blacktown look like they could be real threats as well as as well as a couple as long as a couple of others you know step up because no one likes a game where only three people rule the park. But, I mean, it, it looks like it could be a very good season if they continue the way they've been playing.
1: And it has to be said as well, Dom, this is a club that's really recovered from what happened to them a couple of years ago. I think you might remember um, during our t- during our time prior calling one particular match when Manly United um, ran riot against um, Blacktown Spartans, I think winning 12-0 in that particular game. So... Uh, We'll get to Manly a little bit later on, but there were people questioning whether Blacktown Spartans were good enough for New South Wales NPL, and they've responded very positively over the last couple of years.
0: Well, look, you know, you've only got to look as far as uh, your beloved Southampton, Caruso. 9-1 thrashing. Before the start of the the Christmas break, and now they're you know well, they're well and truly flying. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, look, it it sometimes you, you do need that loss to get some realization into you to real, that uh, that you do need to step up and that they you know that professional you know sport takes no prisoners. And if you want to you know continuously compete at the top of the game, top of the top of the game, and in the top league, you gotta. You've got to show that with putting, with, you know, not just putting the effort, you know, on the field on the day, but also putting it, you know, in in the training paddock as well. And they, and as like you said, they responded, they responded brilliantly. Um, they're in a decent position again to have a crack. At, uh, at finals again for the NPL women's uh, competition in 2020, uh, and there's no reason that they shouldn't think and expect that that's an opportunity. That that's uh, that's not a possibility. And and again, I go back to my point about keeping the side, um, you know, together and you know making sure that you've got the same players on on the field year in year out, creating that chemistry. And they've got that this year. They haven't brought anyone in. They haven't lost anybody. The same group of, uh, of women who are ready to go out and build on what they what they Built on last year?
1: I, I see um, Blacktown making the scraping into the top five. Uh, I think they'd be around about fifth or sixth this year, Georgia.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking around the same two there. Around fifth or sixth, just, just getting in their foot in the door. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting season.
0: We'll move on. I mean, I to, to to the most part, I agree with you guys. There, maybe a little bit lower down for me personally, but not by much. Maybe seventh. We're um, on to the next next side. Um, well, a team that's been in it for for a number of uh, seasons now. They always seem to be roughly around the same place all the time. Uh, Caruso, it's the Emerging Jets.
1: Yeah. So this is the um, this is the youth squad for the Newcastle Jets in the W League. Um, now they've got along with it, we can probably put these two the, them together with the Football New South Wales Institute because they operate in pretty much the same manner. They're the two special squads that compete in the competition. Um, The Emerging Jets and the Football New South Wales Institute are regular stepping stones for players to eventually progress onto the W League. In the case of the Emerging Jets, obviously to Newcastle. With Football New South Wales Institute, they often get siphoned off to either Sydney AFC or the Western Sydney Wanderers if they're good enough. Now, while the Emerging Jets have often been somewhat competitive in the under-20s, in the under 20s competition of course they play with an under 18 squad in that competition so their first grade squad is effectively an under 20 similar to what sydney fc do in in the npl and it's the same thing with the football new south wales institute the difference is of course the football new south wales institute have tended to be a much higher quality whilst the first grade for the emerging jets have, have come in as part of the whipping girls of the competition the problem you have the other interesting point you have is that games against the Emerging Jets and the Football New South Wales Institute don't contribute towards the club championship, but they do contribute towards finals. So when it comes to the club championship calculations, matches against the Emerging Jets and the Football New South Wales Institute are excluded. In terms of their lineups, you never know what's going to happen because it's, it's like Sydney, the Sydney FC and the, um, the A-League Academies in the NPL. Their teams change every week. Just depending on who's available and who's getting promoted. Um, I think the emerging Jets will be around about where they've always been for the last couple of years, which has been about last to third last. The Football New South Wales Institute, the quality hasn't been quite as good as what it used to be. Um, I think they're going to finish around about um, eighth to tenth
0: eighth to tenth of both the emerging jets and football new south wales institute we'll have to keep we'll have to keep chugging away because i'm conscious of time we know we're, we're really getting into this but unfortunately we, 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 as they say time flies when you're having fun and that is exactly what we're doing at the moment and we're gonna have a little bit fun in a minute when we come up to i know one of my caruso's favorite team we're gonna quickly run through uh, a team that's you know relatively new to the um the footballing landscape in new south wales they've they've got themselves uh, an A League team coming uh, in, a, in a, I think next year now, uh, 2021. It? It, is the, it is the MacArthur Rams women's team. Now, like uh, the t- couple of teams we've mentioned before, no new signings and no signings leaving. Uh, they had a pretty st- strong couple of years over the last, since they coming into the competition. And I don't see much changing for them.
1: I do. And Georgia, you you'll, you may well agree with me on this, but McArthur, this MacArthur lineup, when they first started off, was pretty much the, w, the Western Sydney Wanderers team. But now that they've spread out amongst the rest of the NPL and they haven't really replaced anyone, I think MacArthur um, is starting a little bit long in the tooth. And I see them dropping back down the field.
2: Yeah, I mean, they haven't got any new signings. I mean, not not necessarily a bad thing, but may also not be a good thing either. Maybe they're just trying to come together as a unit. But yeah, I mean, I'm not completely sure what to expect from them this season to be honest.
1: Now, Dom, that is saying that they've still got some quality there. The likes of Lena Carmas, Nicola Orgil, Rosaria Galea, and Kylie Ledbroke uh, all playing together. But these girls are now up around the age of 30. So yeah. this is now you know this, almost their last run. And their reserves-grade team have not been strong. No,
0: a bit of a, a bit of a dad's army feel to them, really. I don't know if you could really use that term when you're talking about the women's yeah. team. Mums, mums, mums brigade or something like that. Mums squad or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, with the with the Macarthur Rams, but you know, we've seen it. You know, at all levels, you know, experience can play a key part in these competitions, especially in the back end of the season when it comes to crunch time. You know, level heads. You know, sometimes you know the best players on the pitch are the ones with the biggest brain, not the biggest, not the biggest muscles, as they say, and it's it's definitely true in football more than any other sport. Um, and it's and it'll be the case for the Macarthur Rams this year, and I expect them to you know be pushing most sides in this competition.
1: One other team we need to mention as well. We don't have them, unfortunately, in the run sheet. My bad, and that's another fine. Uh, <laughs> the, Illawarra, the Illawarra Stingrays, of course, off the back of a brilliant season off from Michelle Carney, uh, the younger sister of David Carney. Um, and they've been working very closely with the Wollongong Wolves, who, um, and, of course, head coached by, by, um, by uh, Luke Wiltshire. So the the influence of those two together has seen Illawarra performing well. They really supplanted MacArthur out of the top five and took their position. And I think more of the same. And I think you'll see Illawarra competing again amongst the top three, while MacArthur will finish, I think, seventh. Uh,
0: To be called there from uh, the Godfather himself. Now, we are going to go through uh, into his favorite team. Um, they are, of course, the team from the Northern Beaches, a play out of Cromer Park and, and one which, uh, he has a, a pretty decent connection with um, uh, over the many years of doing these uh, podcasts and, and radio shows. And we are, talking, of course, talking about Manly United, who uh, once again, you know, after the highs of two years ago, in a, probably another, unfortunately, precarious position indeed but um georgia as you can
1: see from the run sheet they've got a massive name coming back for them this year
2: they do they do i'm excited I, as soon as any international player comes into a squad i'm excited to see how the dynamic of a team change of it of the team changes to accommodate this player and you know they they try to really pick these players brains for information as well so I'm really excited to see an international player come into the squad.
1: Well, Dom, we should let the cat out of the bag who it is. Remy Simpson, the young Matilda. She's back in the Manly United outfit. And we know what she was like two years ago, winning the golden boot by some distance.
0: Yeah, huge, huge uh, acquisition and huge return for, for Manly. Uh, they've, they've missed her. The last couple of years, there, there's no doubt about it. Especially when a few other players uh, retired uh, and you know went on to play for the W League as well. Uh, she comes back from the US as we've mentioned. She's she's going to make a world of difference to that side and uh, and you know and, and really put them in a position where they can you know at least f- you know keep themselves away from relegation.
1: And that's going to be their key is avoiding relegation. I think they finish mid table with that.
0: I would happen to agree. Now, we're just going to run through the teams because we're sort of pressed for times here. The remaining teams actually, aside from uh, one of them, have actually made no signings uh, at all. I'm talking about the Northern Tigers. Uh, We've got Sydney Olympics, Sydney University. All three have not made any transfers this season. And then the final team is the the NSW Koalas who have lost all their players bar one to Arpia Lycard and or Canberra United. So <laughs> uh, poor old koalas have been absolutely raided uh, <laughs> by Arpia Lycard. But uh, those other teams, Caruso and Georgia, where do you see them fitting? You know, Sydney Uni, Sydney Olympic, always very strong uh, side, footballing teams um, and the Northern Tigers, you know, we'll you know, we'll be sort of a little barracking for them a little bit this year after the North Shore Mariners kind of went down. So where do you sort of see those three filtering into the season this year?
1: Well, I'll, Georgia will be very happy for me to hear this from me, but I see the Northern Tigers are finishing second this year. Um, they've retained Ellie Brush, Maddie Bart, Daisy Arrowsmith and Malia Steinmetz uh, in their lineup. And Georgia, you knowing the Northern Tigers outfit, this is a t- that is very tough defensively
2: they are they have some amazing goalkeepers up on the north shore uh, myself included evidently here we go Um, (laughs) here we
1: go you're not one of them Caruso they're
2: they're a very strong squad and they they work they work incredibly hard so I think they're going to be pretty high up the table I don't know about second but let's go for let's go for the best let's go for second
1: uh, as for Olympic and University, uh, you know, I see no changes with there. They'll be in the top three for sure. Uh, Sydney Olympic had um, Sophie Fongsong come, who came over from the Institute. She set the competition alight once again. Sydney University, well, they, they've been the, one of the front frontrunners of the competition. No surprise there. And I think Northwest Sydney Koalas are one of my two teams they are going to be battling to avoid relegation, with the other one being um, Bankstown City Lions.
0: Well, there you go. There's there's the big calls from the big man himself. We are going to have to wrap up, unfortunately, the MPLW edition of Splinters for this first half of the show. But stay with us, folks, on Triple H 100.1 FM, and of course to all of you who are listening to our podcast via your chosen platform, because we'll be right back with the MPL Men's.
1: Mm-hmm. 2019 Australian Ice Hockey League season has concluded with your all-about-caring Sydney Bears winning it all. That doesn't mean it's all over for the year on the hockey front. Log on to bearsshop.com.au for all your Bears merchandise options and stay tuned to Splinters and the Bench for updates coming out of the Australian Women's Ice Hockey League and the world's top competition, the National Hockey League. Sydney Bears, hear us roar. Sponsors of Triple H.
0: What did I say? We'd be back eventually, didn't I? We are here, of course. Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM and streaming live to you on all uh, your podcasting channels and of course www. com. au. My name is Dom Rizzuto. I'm taking you through alongside Anthony the Ball Caruso and new recruit Georgia Lomis Faturan to speak all things. National Premier League f- football here in New South Wales. We've just gone through the women's uh, competition for 2020, and uh, d- due to the fact that we were running quite uh, nippy on time uh, for the for the women's side, we're going to get right into it now. And get stuck into the men's Caruso and um, another season, which you know promises to provide a lot of potential upsets and for. P- and potential great clashes. And for us here at, uh, at Triple H, whilst we did feel disappointed about the, one of the, the, the local sides from the women's side of the draw getting demoted or uh, relegated into the MPL 2, there's a promotion on the MPL men's side.
1: There is the North Shore Mariners promoted into New South Wales NPL1. And amazingly, it's at one of the uh, traditional powerhouses of the competition. We see this happen every now and then. And this year, it's the turn of Haikoa Sydney City East. The, uh, the team from the eastern suburbs have, um, have been relegated. And it's a very sad sign for this once proud uh, club that was,
0: once upon a time, owned by Frank Lowy himself. Yeah, look, it's. I don't know about you, Caruso, but I feel like it has been coming. Every year we, we 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 run through these uh, these seasons and we run through the results each week and it, I just felt like they've been in a club that's been in a decline in in the last couple of years but Not, maybe that's just me.
1: No no I think it has it hasn't been on the side of say um, as Georgia may know uh, the the decline of Parramatta Melita Eagles who have, oh. who have done a, an absolute Sunderland.
0: Yeah. or Bolton actually which is worse Sunderland Ooh. or Bolton oh that's tough Blackburn Ooh. up yeah. there wasn't Blackburn did one Portsmouth they've got yeah. to be the worst yeah
1: Portsmouth indeed so we better get straight into it um, and who's our first club Dom
0: well, of course, it's uh, the, the my favourite club, straight off the bat. We are talking, of course, about Apia Leichhard, Um, you know, one of the powerhouses of the competition each year. Um, but, you know, and this year, you know, they, they've strengthened well and haven't lost too many players in the process.
1: So, Georgia, um, can you tell us the transfers for
2: Apia? Yes, yeah, so Apia have three transfers in Jeremy Cox from Sutherland Sharks, Mitchell Gibbs from Rydalmere Lions and Patrick... S- <laughs> hold, Bear with me here. Tobilio. The there we go. Yeah, well from done. Oh, FC. You've
0: already done better than Matthew Mears and it's your first yeah.
2: go. <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone because that's the worst thing that could happen. And they have one transfer out, T- Tynan Diaz, to the Mount Druitt Town Rangers.
1: Yeah, this is... Um, oh, I think they've actually strengthened their their squad this year. You've got to remember, of the course, they did... Um, they, they have lost a couple of players up to the up to the A League here, but they've got what I love about this. They've gone back to their old emblem. They've dropped the Tigers moniker. They've gone back to their roots, um, and more importantly, they've retained the services of their three big players in Chris Payne, Ivan Nechevsky, and Franco Parisi in the in their lineup. They'll be there or they they'll be there in the top five once again.
0: Oh, absolutely, and it, it's a team that's uh, and you know they have play at such a great ground as well um it's a such a lovely park that they play at. um especially now but you know with the a league games being played at leichard oval um more and more people will be turning out to these games because they know that they're on which is fantastic to see and Mm. um we'll you know we'll be talking about uh, local grounds i'm assuming once again in many episodes to come due to some of the news that's been coming out in um, in the world of sport, in recent times, in within Australian, uh, in the Australian hemisphere. You, look, these they, I have do I do have my questions over the guy like guys like Chris Payne and and Ivan Nazeski. You know, they they they're, they're star players in this competition and have been and have been you know goal monsters for a very long time. But does age now play a part? My concern is there, you know, like it. Another year on, another another year where they may lose a little bit of athletic edge. Uh, does will this pay maybe a little dividends, and will we will, will it bite Arpia a little bit? I I, I think it might.
1: Well, it'll certainly be the case with Franco Parisi, but I think the other um, Nachevsky is a goalkeeper. You know, he, he's got long time and a long time ahead of him. And Chris Payne is just Chris Payne who just keep performing. I see them as I see them as top five. Georgia,
0: yourself?
2: I'm thinking top five too. Very strong squad, and I mean, I think we're going to see that on the park this year.
0: Look, I'll be inclined to agree with both of you. They'll be in and around that uh, top four. I'll probably go with the top three. Top three, finish four, Apia Likard for 2020 now we go down to uh, the next side um again quiet uh you know off season for them in the transfer market i am of course talking about blacktown city fc um so you know the rocks and diamonds blacktown you know really strong one year not so strong the next year then really strong again which team are we going to see this year
1: I think they're looking to consolidate. Um, the key is the key for them is that they've kept Joey Gibbs and Mason Versy in their spine. Joey Gibbs you know, should be playing the a, in the A League. Let's let's make no make no qualms about it. He should be there. They've lost Devonta Clut to the Sydney United. Um, you know, I'd expect him to be around the top five. The Demons have always been very strong, and they've and uh, Georgia they really have made Gabby Stadium, well the old Gabby Stadium now and Lily Home Stadium really a fortress.
2: Yeah, they have. They've, they've they've said it as their own. So I think they're going to do quite well this season. I think it's going to be one of their better seasons.
0: It's one of those. It's one of those sort of, uh, spots where it's you know, it it, uh, it goes back to my point again, and I know I'm harping on about it a little bit about keeping that team in the park, and that's one thing they have done this year. They have managed to keep most of that squad together again, and especially in that in that geography where there's so many teams and football is is just. Has just lived and breathed. It'll be Eight. interesting to see where they get where they get to. I see them again in that top five, just because of the fact that they've managed to keep most of their team. Like you said, they've got guys uh, who have who are of A-League quality. Uh, well, we, we personally believe they're of A-League quality. Um, in, and it again a, a really tough to beat at home as well. It's always a huge advantage, and they have to travel out. Uh, And you have to travel out west, uh, especially for a lot of the sides that are based in the city or in the inner west. So it's it's going to be a difficult one for them this season. But I do see them sitting inside that top five. But speaking of sides that uh, you know again have you know not really you know sort of continued the successes of you know two or three years ago, we are again and of course referring to your beloved Manly United, Caruso but a host of changes for them this year.
1: Yeah indeed Georgia, go through the, let's go through the changes for Manly United because there's plenty of them.
2: Yeah, there seems to be quite a few. So transfers in for Manly United we have Jack Fulton from University of Massachusetts USA, Mark McManus from Gateshead, England. We have Marley Peterson from the Western Sydney Wanderers, Paul Cat Cat yep, from on Lions and Sas
1: Oh wow! Sassamac-
2: Sassamac- Macura. All right, from Rockdale City Suns transfers out. They've lost. They've lost three. They have lost Adam Parkhouse to Sydney Olympic, Travis Ortred to Mount Druitt Town Rangers, and Jamie Lob to Northern Tigers.
1: Yeah, so a couple of uh, interesting changes here, uh, Dom. First off, Adam Parkhouse. Um, you know, this is a guy who's played for the Wellington Phoenix and the Central Coast Mariners. He's come to Manly United. They were talking him up big time. One of the one of the rated one of the best wingers in NPL, and they played him as a striker. They thought they could make a Cristiano Ronaldo out of him, and it failed. So he's <laughs> gone off to Sydney Olympic to take on a winger's position. Travis Orchard um, is a bit has become a bit of a journeyman. Jamie Lobb has returned home. So, Northern Tigers is his home club so he has he's gone home to captain there but to me, the two big signings for them is um, Marley Peterson, who is a junior from Manly. He's come back from the Western Sydney Wanderers Academy, and then Sasa Makura, who has taken on a very crucial role. Dom and you will remember, of course, the Goliath in the Manly United lineup, which was of course Dylan McAllister, and Sasa Makura was spoken about as being the heir apparent to McAllister. He's now back in the lineup after spending a year at Rockdale City.
0: Yeah, look it's a big, it's a big inclusion for, for Manly and it's something they've probably needed to do for a while. Um, interestingly that they with, with such, a, such a, a great pool of, of talent there, really untouched compared to most of the sides in the competition that they can't think to bring some people up from the, from the local teams around there. you like your teams like Pitwater, Narapine, and even your CC strikers Crusoe. Who uh, you know play on the same say on, play on the same turf week in week out, but they've brought in guys from you know from mostly from the from the western side of town and um, hoping to maybe spark that sort of revival, make them a powerhouse in the competition again. Um, and probably a, a bit of a refresh they needed. You know, after they won back in 2017, they didn't really make too many additions to the squad, and only just lost players either through you know movement and and obviously. And obviously retirement. age and retirement and, and again it's the difficult thing because geographically, you know, it, it's not a cheap it's not a cheap place to live for a lot of um, these young guys who have who you know, who want to come and play in Manly, live on the northern beaches, you know, they you know live around DY and stuff, it's respectable. But you know, if you're gonna, you know, find yourself cheaper rent out west and you wanna start a new family, you know, it's it's difficult to keep that pool of talent together and they've done well, I think, here this year to bring in players who are you know who are going to be interested and want to play for the club um, and you know build what could essentially be the next you know the next juggernaut of the Manly United era. Well, we'll, one, we'll only see the important thing
1: for us as well, of course. They've kept the person that you and I consider the Armenian Messi in <laughs> Shalakian. He's a good friend of the uh, of the bench and splinters, so uh, we think we see big things from him once again. And of course, uh, congratulations to him during the off season. He
0: got married as well. Oh, well, congratulations, oh. Brennan and I know he he came on when I think our first edition of uh, the MPL Splinters. Yeah, he did. Uh, back way when when we were doing it in the uh, in in the Palace at uh, a duller chill back in the day before we decided to go even more digital than, <laughs> than we uh, ever thought we could. Let's move right along now at Manly. Predictions, Caruso, actually, for your Manly side. I know, you know your heart is probably leading your head here, but where do you see them finishing up this year? And they've improved
1: the squad. It's not quite enough to make the top five. I say sixth or seventh.
0: Georgia, what about yourself?
2: Yeah, I'm thinking about seventh, maybe lowest, even eighth. But, yeah, I guess we're just going to have to see.
0: The problem with predictions, we're usually wrong and we never really get anywhere with them. But <laughs> it's still worth a little bit of bragging rights come the end of the year. Now let's go down to, well, one of my favourite teams actually, purely just because of the name. Um, it is, of course, but oh, at the same time, one of, my, one of the rivals to my Arpia Leichhardt tide. Uh, it is the Marconi Stallions. And I, like a lot of teams this year, quite quiet on the transfer front. Yes, Georgia, only one one in, one out. Who are they?
2: So transfers in, we have Anthony Coast from Adelaide City, and transfers out, James Baldacino from Rockdale City Suns. She's done well with that one, hasn't she? I told you, she's way better than than Matt Mears.
0: Mears. Matt Mears Mears can can barely pronounce John Smith. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's been it's been a it's been a relatively yes. successful return to um for marconi of course they did spend a year in npl2 rebuilding and then their first year up what do you know georgia they bring in a soccer yeah
2: i'm not i'm not quite surprised but, but you know i'm hoping i'm hoping that'll help a little bit with with their game uh but look only time will tell as as long as everyone works together because of course Football is a team sport. Absolutely, but I'm excited. I'm excited for the new season.
1: Now, the um, of course, Michael Bishop is now uh, Dom working alongside Ante Milicic with the Matildas, but they have retained the services of Anthony Frangi and Brandon Vella, both ex-Western Sydney Wanderers players, and like Blacktown City, well, they'll be looking for squad consistency.
0: Yeah, of course. That's It's key. It's key for moving forward. And a proud club, Marconi, as well. You know, they have been a, a stalwart of this competition for a number of years and, uh, you know, one of the, the, the life, uh, blood life of, of the MPL. It's 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 going to be another tough one, though, I think, for me. You know, they do bring in some, you know, some experienced heads to help steer the ship. But will it prove to be... Uh, an acquisition that will yield consistent uh, results uh, against their name with potentially a W next to their name, I'm not too sure.
1: I, I I see them finishing, again, that mid-table around, as Georgia put it for Manly United, around the 7th to
0: 8th. Georgia?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking around the 8th mark as well.
0: Yeah. We'll move uh, on uh, to the next one because there's uh, this next side have got a lot of changes uh, in the mix. We'll get you to run through them again, Georgia. I am talking about the Mount Druitt Town Rangers, uh, a side that's come into the season, uh, come, come into the NPL uh, a few years back, and you know have been really strong in a competition. But they've made wholesale changes right across the board this year.
2: They've had a Big off season from what I can see. So, transfers in we have Matteo Poljak. Yep, yeah, Poljak. Yep, yeah, Man- Poljak. Yeah, that's oh, Sorry, good. my bad. <laughs> we have Daniel Foggy from Hills United, Hus Jasil from the Bonnyrig White Eagles, and Tynan from Arpia Leichhardt. Transfers out, so they've they've lost a few as well as as well as gaining some. They've lost Nick Trimble to Spirit FC. They've lost Jacko. Is es, spot hold on, I got no, this the one. song. I got this one. there we go that was a good way of thinking about it to sydney united 58 jordan gomez to st george city daniel goni to mckay cairns magpies crusaders united in queensland and fabrico fernandez to the ca progreso in uruguay are
1: you are you sure you're not um you're not latin american georgia
2: no, I think I just There's just Definitely, the it,
0: so her, isn't there, Crusoe?
1: There, there is a little bit. I mean, let, let's have a little <laughs> bit of fun with this. Daniel Goni going of course to the probably the longest name in football in Australia, the Mackay Cairns Magpies Crusaders United. Like I mean, we'll with make all, that all of those, smaller? Names,
2: no, I, I, I reckon mean, with
1: all those with all those names, you reckon there'd be two, two or three clubs in that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Matt drew You know, they, the prim, primary aim last year was to survive. They managed to do so. They picked up Mateo Polyak who from the, um, from the A-League. They've picked up a championship winner in Travis Orchard from Manly United. They've picked up Tynan and Diaz as well. Um, They've been competitive in first grade Dom. Very competitive. But they were in danger of relegation last year due to the inability to compete in the under eighteens, the under twenties. They are a first grade club and while they will survive for now, it remain they're gonna have to rely on this to stay up in the MPL.
0: Yeah. It's often it's often difficult, you know, when you don't have that that player pool to call upon, uh, when you know, from some of the younger talent that's coming through, as you said, playing in the under 18s or playing in the in the under 19s, uh, like some of the other clubs have, you know, they don't have such. A they don't have such uh, benefits this uh, or advantages this side this Mountjoy side and as you mentioned it, it proved to be a, a big challenge for them last year um, but that you know that's a, that could that can change any year um, as we know it, it off, you, you know with each generation produces a uh, and the next block of talent I like the changes that they've that they've brought in. I've liked the changes that they've made uh, in removing some of the players. Um, it's fresh. It, it it breeds new life into the team. It breeds new excitement. It, uh, you've got guys competing from places. Um, you've got you know new challenges and new bars to set. Um, do they finish in the top five? I don't think so. But I don't think that they really should be seeing themselves as relegation candidates either.
1: Yeah, I, I, see them, I see them finishing 9th, 10th in this competition, Georgia.
2: Yeah, I see them low, but not far enough down to be relegated.
0: Let's move on to the next side. And, of course, it is the, the local one to the bench and the newly promoted team, the North Shore Mariners. Not really too many transfers for you to run through this time, Georgia, but I believe you would think if from their perspective that that's probably a, a benefit for them.
2: Yeah, so they they have had a pretty quiet off season uh, this year. So transfers in, we have Pani Nikas from the Rockdale City Suns, and transfers out, they've lost one person, but it's not to a squad. Rick Woodward has retired in the off season.
1: And this is what worries me at the moment. Rick Woodward has been a rock for that team over a number of years. They've gone up into NPL one, but they've gone up to NPL one off the back of the amazing performance of their juniors while their first grade was obviously involved in the absolute dogfight with the likes of Bonnie Rig, Western Sydney Wanderers, Hills United, um, and the Northern Tigers. Um, I I'm going to be hated by a lot of people probably listening into this podcast. I say the North Shore Mariners are one of my teams that's going to be battling to avoid relegation. They may yo-yo straight back down.
0: Mm, boo-ins, boo I can hear the voices now. They're coming for you. The knives are out, Caruso. You can't say that. North Shore Mariners, yes, I have to agree, though. They are potential st- coming to having to make the step up to the next level. Uh, they haven't, as we mentioned, haven't really bought in any players of, you know, to try and reach that standard. So, as I mentioned, set that bar. And again, it could prove costly. Let's move right along, though. We're going to get to a side that probably won't be in the relegation zone. Let's face it, it's one of the powerhouses of the competition year in, year out. And I'm, of course, referring to as uh, the Rockdale City Suns.
1: Oh, here we go. Georgia, the transfers for this proud club from um, the Inlandin Sports Club.
2: Yes. So, oh, this is cruel. You know, prin- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're dealing with a couple of Macedonians, so working. this is going to be fun. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, to tra- transfers in for Rockdale City Suns, we have James Baldacino from Arsoni, uh Stallions. We have Tomislav uh, oh, hold on, hold on. I, no, I, I don't you. Say it. This. I just say it. <laughs> yeah, but you say that, and then you know, who knows what I'm thinking at the time. Akaba. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah well done. From from Newcastle Jets, <laughs> and um, Banri kan- Kanayism from Cornwall. Cornwall. And they out. Trans Transfers out the- these. These are some big ones. They have have lost Honey Nickus to the North Shore Mariners, Nick Petrillo to the Melbourne Knights in the NPL Victoria, and Sasa Makura to Manly United.
0: You also are a far, you also are a fast learner. That's what I like about you like about your pronunciation as well. You've seen the name already. You've you've corrected yourself after the first time and you've got it right the second time. Matt Mears, when you hear this podcast back. Can you please take take note note on how to pronounce any name that's not Anglo Saxon?
2: <laughs> the,
1: the big change the big change for Rockdale City, we've got to move we're gonna to have to move pretty quickly for this, has been their goalkeeping since the retirement of one of our favourites, Dom, which was Ante Kovic. His initial replacement, David Bradisevich, had a uh, horrible season. Kovic had to be forced out of retirement to assist. This year they brought in Tomislav Akaba from um, the from the Jets as a more permanent replacement. Their other concern was the lack of goals. They had to rely very heavily on Alec Jurosevsky. Um and now Sasamacora coming back to Manly United there's more pressure on the veteran striker to fire uh, i Rockdale City did well to remain as competitive as they did scraping into the top 5 i don't see it happening this year
0: yeah me too i i, I feel that uh, with the, with the players that have lost it is going to it is going to yield some changes and again it'll be an interesting uh, uh, to see how they manage to handle that uh, change now let's let's look i don't like talking about we have like actually we are running close to time we have got uh, sydney fc who have only lost which is patrick skilio to the rp Likeard um this year i don't like talking about sydney fc and we've made points about this before that i don't like them being in this competition because they can't get relegated and i think that's quite no, annoying they that, can. That me. oh they, they can, can now they can, Oh, yes. thank God! They can go down. Okay, well that's good because before they couldn't, and that annoyed me. We discussed this in length over many and many moons ago. Um, but you know, like always, they'll draw back on talent from the A League, and they'll bring them in with you know they don't you know when they don't you know need to compete or they need to match fitness. So uh, they'll be rocks and diamonds uh, once again this year. Uh, but let's talk about uh, a side that I don't know how they managed to stay in the MPL. Uh, last year and it's the Sutherland Sharks
1: and i'll tell you what Georgia with this tra- with the transfers they've had they could be in trouble
2: yeah they've they've lost quite a few names so are they going to stay afloat in this competition anymore
1: not sure honestly not sure who are they
2: so they've had one transfer in peter simon simon sim, sim-, sim- Hold on. I- yeah, <laughs> I was, I'm, trying to get my, I'm trying to get my mouth around so many letters um, from Sydney United, but transfers out is a bit of a worry. So they've, they've lost Bay Antonio to Sydney Olympic, Alex Lo- Lopez to Sydney Olympic, Raul Benit, um, Benit to Sydney Olympic, Matteo Poljak, was that correct? Poljak, close, Poljak. Okay, it doesn't, yeah. Uh, to Mount <laughs> I'm like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't that read so- that way so it can't be that yeah evidently <laughs> to Mount Druitt Town Rangers, Tarek Eric er- er- Erkan to St George City and Jordan Morf- Morfitis to St George City
1: I'm sorry yeah. I'm just going to say it straight now Sutherland
0: Sharks are my favourite for relegation. Oh, there you go. That's You've heard it here first. Uh, let, look, let's wrap up two in one barrel. Um, it's both the Sydney sides. It's Sydney Olympic and Sydney United 58. You mentioned half the signings uh, previously there. Um, Georgia, uh, who they've brought in from the Sutherland Sharks. They've also brought in Fabio Ferreira from Adelaide United. They've brought in Adam Parkhouse from Manly United. They've brought in Charles... Uh, Lokalingov from the Hong Kong Pegasus, which is an awesome football name and could be my new favourite team. And, of course, uh, he's returning. This is the big story, and I would have loved to talk this, talked about this a little bit more. And I'm sure we'll talk about it in the season. But returning from uh, mental health issues, I believe, Sebastian Ryle, uh, originally from Sydney FC.
1: He is, and it's great to see him back in, on the park and playing football. What did come up with Ryan Grant, their best mates off the field. He's back on the football paddock. I would have loved to have seen him back at his native Manly United, but he's trotted out for Sydney Olympic, and it's great to see him recovering now from mental health issues.
0: Losing James Dimitriou, uh, Randovan oh, excuse me, here's a difficult one for me, Pachuzovic, Tony Dancos, and Alex Sanchez. Uh, it, is, it even gets me sometimes. Uh, and then in Sydney, United 58, um, they, they bring in uh, Devante Klut, uh, Jacob Esposito, Daniel Nizic and Adrian Vranic. Um, and they lose Peter Simonowski and Tony Yuskok where do you see these sides fitting in, guys? They're, they're usually pretty strong. You know, Sydney 58, United 58, that that really good year a couple of years ago when Mark Rudin was in charge, um, hasn't quite been able to reach that height since. Whereas Sydney Olympic, you know, again, rocks and diamonds throughout the years, but have been are in recent times.
1: I see um, Sydney United challenging for top spot this year. I see Sydney uh, Sydney Olympic, i uh, sorry, challenging for top spot. I see Sydney United um, dropping back. Um, in the pack this year. So uh, Peter Simonovsky, they're going to lose a lot of experience with him. Um, But for Sydney Olympic, just the leadership that they're going to get with Seb Ryle, I think is enough that they're going to be challenging for the premiership this year.
0: We'll do one last... This is the last team, and we'll have to wrap up through them pretty quickly. It was pretty much... uh... One of my friends at Fox Sports, Ben uh, Toasty, was playing from last year. So I'm not going to be playing in the team this year as well, but um, it is the Wollongong Wolves we're talking about. It's Hayden, guys they've brought in. They haven't lost anybody uh, to other teams. They've lost Hayden, DeRose, Hamish Laberton, and Marcus Beatty. Those are the guys that they've in. Dominated last year, Caruso, pr- throughout the season. I was working on one of their highlight packages through the year. Scored one of the greatest goals I've ever seen from a corner piece. And if anyone ever sees it yet, you should go and check it out. It's quite incredible if you can find it um but they're bundled out in in straight sets in the finals where do you see them this year like can they uh, you know it was probably their first time really in finals football which is probably why you could see them going out in straight sets it happens quite often i I personally think they'll grow from that and they are red hot favorites to take it out this year
1: they are my favorites. Uh, Hamish Lamberton's a great signing from the Sydney FC Youth Academy. they I believe they've retained Takiru Okada, the Japanese import. I see them I see them going all the way this year, Georgia.
2: I, I I have to agree with you there. I mean they know how finals work, they know what's expected of them. I think they have what it takes. Well, there you have
0: it, folks. Unfortunately, the time is the enemy once again uh, here on Splinters, on Triple H 100.1 FM, and, of course, uh, across all multiple platforms that you get your podcasts from, as well as the Triple H website. Um, We do this all, of course, to our great sponsors, uh, Magby's White Tara, the action attraction of the North Shore, uh, Anthony the Ball Caruso, uh, Georgia. We'll have to get a nickname for you soon. Uh, I'm sure we'll find (laughs) one uh, along with everyone else. Thank you guys. It's been a pleasure um, working with you guys again, and I'm sure uh, we'll be talking about this season in depth on the bench uh, in weeks to come. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for having us. (laughs) You're welcome, guys. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for Splinters this occasion. Stay tuned, of course, to Friday night, uh, where the bench will be uh, in full force once again. Until next time, my name is Don Rizzuto. Play, stay sharp, and play pretty. Good night.